What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Power Play. On today's episode, I am joined by Vic Blends. Vic is a 21-year-old entrepreneur from Fayetteville, North Carolina, who has grown his side hustle as a barber into a global phenomenon. On his mission to success, Victor inspired others and showed new ways of thinking and living as a barber. Over the years, he has won numerous awards, such as Barber Rookie of the Year, and was nominated for American Influencer Barber of the Year. Victor is now known as one of the most sought-after celebrity barbers in the world. If you guys want to check out more about Vic Blends, I left the link down below to his website, as well as a link to his Instagram, so go ahead and check those out. And before we do dive into the episode, if you guys are listening on Apple, if you go ahead and leave a like rating and a review, and if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and drop a follow. It is greatly appreciated. Let's dive into the episode. They wanted me to go to college and get a degree. My older brother went to college. He got a degree in civil engineering. And my sister got a degree in nursing. So I'm next in line. You know, you got to go and do something. So my parents are just old school and believe that a degree would guarantee some success for you, which is true to a certain extent, depending on what you want to do. So coming into senior year, I was tired of working at the restaurant. I've been at the restaurant for like three years. And I was looking for a new side hustle, looking for a different way to make money. And I thought that I had to go to college. I thought that was my next step after I graduated. And I remember asking my barber, G, my original barber, G, that I, I he grew up cutting my hair. I asked him, you know, what should I do as a side hustle to make money in the college dorms? And I'm thinking he's going to tell me to cook food or do some of his homework or like come up with some side hustle. But he told me, he said, you know, why don't you learn how to cut hair? If you learn how to cut hair, you make money for the rest of your life. Because cutting hair is a, is a skill that's never going to go away. No matter where you're at in the world, hair doesn't change. So if you got that skill, it's something that you can hold on to and forever make money with. So when he told me that, it just sparked a, a fire in my mind where I was like, yo, let me see how much money I can make at first. Because he's telling me I can make money forever. So me just being a young hustler, I'm trying to chase the dollar in the beginning. So I started learning how to cut hair right there, right before senior year started that summer. Coming into senior year, I wanted to at least get good enough throughout high school just to be average enough to charge 10 to 15 bucks when I went to college so I can make some decent money, not, you know, charging $5 or free. So I wanted to just get my skill up enough to be average enough. But as I started doing it throughout high school, I really fell in love with the craft and I, and I grew a passion for not just cutting hair, but just having an impact on the person that was in my chair. So I learned early on how much impact the barber can actually have and how life-changing a haircut can actually be and not terms of just giving somebody a fade, but really pouring into them for that moment of them being in your chair and becoming a leader within your community. So that was the first start of my passion for the craft. And coming into graduating high school, I had to make the decision that my parents wanted me to make was, you know, you're going to college, where are you going? What are you doing? And my heart was telling me that I, if I chose barbering, it was going to open a lot of doors for me. God gave me spiritual confirmation that this was going to be a great path for me to be on. And coming into that final graduation time, I remember I was already signed up for college. I had classes picked out and paid for, uh, moving into that next step. And last minute, I, I went and refunded my classes. I told my parents I couldn't do it. And I decided to go straight to barber school and chase the dream. So I ended up going to our community college, FTCC, and went through the barber program. Didn't do any college classes. I just went there for the program. It was a year long, 1,528 hours in, in North Carolina. Yes. And after that, never looked back. It's two years since I graduated. And it's been the best decision of my life. 
That's what's up to, you know, I love that you did something like that. You know, you went against the grain and I'm wanting to do that myself. You know, I was, I just graduated high school back in May. So pretty fresh out of high school. And, you know, you got all these people going and everyone's going for this. Everyone's going for that. And if I was going, I was going to go for business administration. And, you know, I mentioned to you before we started this call, my parents own businesses, which a lot of my listeners know. And like, why would I be going for something that I have at my fingertips, you know, as you see, the social media world has taken off within the last, you know, six, seven years of people being able to reach out. Like, you know, I reached out to a bunch of people about being on the podcast, reached out to you via your email on Instagram. And, you know, Emma responded, we set this up. But the fact that, you know, you went against the grain is truly awesome is what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to also portray a service for others, but also take back some for myself because, you know, podcasting, it's different obviously from barbering, but you look at it, it's an entrepreneurial, you know, type business and you're reaching out to these people, but you're also trying to give back a service, like I said earlier. And that's my whole goal is to give back a service to others. Like I'm sure you do, you know, you give haircuts, but you're also, you realized early on because how you're 21, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 19, I'll be 20 in June. So we're not far off in age. So I can relate to that type of feeling like you just want to do so much more than just be a barber you want to be so much more than just be an entrepreneur you want to be successful in other areas of your life and truly give back a service and show others what you're made of because someone like me in high school I played baseball I was doubted all my life all my life I got told this all my life I got told that so it ruined my confidence in high school I just wanted to get the hell out I was done I was like dude this is it I, I can't do this anymore school is not for me and I'm not saying school is bad if you're going to be a lawyer if you're going to be a doctor yes you have to go to school but if you have a vision and you know what you want to do you got to pursue that vision like you have absolutely yeah and and what you said that was really key is serving the needs of others now i feel like that is a a a a, i feel like that is a mission that god put us all on is to serve the needs of others so i feel like whatever you're doing as long as you have an impact uh, that's probably going to be most important to you so i realized i had a lot of impact in, in what i did not only behind the chair but on social media and that drove me to want to grow my brand outside of just my city and outside of just the people that I could give a haircut to, which is why I'm so passionate about creating the constant I am and networking with others and growing online. All right. And back on the whole uh, high school subject, when you were making this commitment to go to barbering school and putting all these hours, what was it like for people around you? Like, were you getting hate toward from family and friends? Yeah. I mean, I would say from family and most of the hate that comes from family is because it's unconditional love. And that's where I think a lot of misconception is with uh, with kids trying to chase their dream and fighting through the battle with their parents is that you think your parents are not on your side. And they are. Your parents just come from a place of unconditional love. Your parent would give you the last breath that they could. So they don't want to see you go and take the risky route because they want to know as parents that they did a great job raising their kid and they gave them something on earth that would that would leave them with some bit of success as they leave. Right. My parents don't want to raised me with nothing to hold on to and gave me no type of value in life. They want to raise me with something that they could, that I could hold on to and say, you know, my parents work hard to put me in this position and they took care of me while they could. No parent wants to just let the kid go and take the risk and, and just go, you know, just go to go to risky route going against the grain. You know, they, they do and they would love for it to work out, but they need to know that they did their job raising you. And that's where the battle was internally with me was in the beginning. I thought, and my parents just were against me. They don't want to see me win. Why do they hate me? But you got to look from their perspective. You know, I'll be pretty damn, I'll be pretty, uh, I'll be pretty um, worried if my kid told me he would be the, you know, the biggest barber in the world one day. And I'm like, yo, 
you don't even like, yeah, that, you know, I don't even know it. You know, they're lacking knowledge. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Social media is so new. This generation has a lot of things that change overnight. Like, it's just a lot to grasp on. So, you know, I would understand. I would be the same way if my kids told me something crazy. You know, you hear them say yeah. a million crazy things your whole life growing up. Your kid wants to be the next Batman. He wants to be the next Superman. Then he wants to be the president. He wants to be whatever. Like, you hear a million things. So coming into, like, senior year, coming into graduating and becoming a man, you just you, you got to be careful with those decisions and things you say you're going to be. You know, you can't really just be playing around. It's not time isn't forever anymore. You know, you're getting older, so you can't just be experimenting all day long with, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You, know, you got to really figure out what it is you want to be and who you are. And yep. that's just yep. what you figure out all through, I would say, like 16 to 30. You know, you're really figuring mm -hmm. yourself out. It was a long journey in that in that time frame. But, you know, when I, when I said I wanted to be a barber, I was dead serious. So serious, I made sure that my first tattoo was the clipper on my arm that said Barber Life. Like, that was my first clip. They didn't, they didn't believe me. So I was like, look, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to go yep. get a tattoo. Yep. And I got my first tattoo as soon as I turned 18. I said, I put Barber Life. I got the clipper. So I'm walking around high school before we even graduated with this clipper on my arm. And I'm like, I'm going to be the biggest barber in the world. So I look crazy. All these teachers look at me like, yo, this kid just got like, just came to class tatted up. And he's like, he's telling me he's going to be a barber. Like, he don't even get, he never get accepted to college. So yep. I was just firm on, on, on the on the vision that God gave me. And I knew what it was going to do. I had faith in it. Yeah, you, you had that mindset so early on, which is, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs have, and entrepreneurs in general. And you said something so crucial before, you know, you said from 16 to 30. And I touch on this a lot on my podcast. And I think it's okay for people not to know what they want to do, you know, especially graduating high school, because you're so young, you're fresh out of high school, you're 18, 19, whatever, and everyone's going to college. And I feel like a lot of people are pressuring you for that bumper sticker and more so less it's your parents, you know, they want to say my kids going here, my kids going there. But I really think people truly need to understand that they have to find a passion, you have to find a passion, you got to find something you love, if you don't love, like, I have plenty of friends that are in college right now, and they don't want to be there. You know, they've told me like, you know, I'm here, I'm going for business administration, but I don't know what I'm going to do when I get out. And which is okay, which is completely fine. Because like you said, from age 16 to age 30, that is a very crucial time in your life where you're learning and you're exploring, you're doing new things. And I think especially at that age, being in college, you know, especially for someone who has so much time at such a young age, because when you're young, you have a lot of time. And it really is a time to just explore and try new things. You know, that's what I try and portray on people. I have a lot of people come up and ask me like, Joe, you know, how do you do this podcast? Where do you get the confidence from to do this podcast? And I tell them it's just about consistency. And I also love what I do. Like I love making network communications. I love communicating on social media. I love reaching out to people and truly giving people a service back. Yeah, so. you're passionate about what you do. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to work for it every day. And yeah. And, and it, like when you do it, it's not even going to feel like work. It's not going to feel like work when you do it. I'll tell you that because this, I do this, I, you know, I don't make anything from it. I don't care that I don't make anything from it because I love it. Right. And you've gotten to a point in your life where you make back from barbering, you make back for your service, which eventually we all want to do. We want to make back from our service because, you know, we're putting out, we eventually want to get something back, but it's awesome that what you've taken and how you've taken things, you know, you started here, like you got that tattoo on your arm, you know, barber life. And nobody believed you in the beginning, like, you know, He's like, like a crazy kid. Like oh, that guy's got a tattoo on his arm. You know, teachers are saying this, teachers are saying that. But, you know, when you take it from here to there, everyone wants a piece of the pie. You know, and I've realized that early on, you know, I don't have a huge following. I'm not, you know, the next Gary V. I'm not the next Joe Rogan. You know, I'm not the next David Meltzer. But 
I have a vision and I know what I want. I think if you have a vision to start and you know where you're going to be and you consistently say it, and if God gives you the dominoes to lay in place, you're truly going to knock them down and you're going to crush your goals. Absolutely. I also had another question. Um, back on the whole obstacle thing, you know, when people were doubting you, how did you deal with that mentally? I just knew that my vision was only going to be made for me. So you can't be mad at anybody else not seeing that for you. So I understood that if somebody's saying that I'm not going to make it here, I'm not going to create this, they just can't see it like I see it. And you got to be very firm on, on the vision God gave you. You got to have faith for it to come true. And when you're locked into something, I think you're really locked in. Yeah. And I think if you're not really locked in, I think if it's something you're really halfway into, you're going to let the, the thoughts of others distract you. You're going to let somebody else's voice stop, stop you from going where you want to go. And, and I was locked in. And I was all the way locked in. I'm still locked in. You know? yeah, so at that point, I, I'm tunnel vision. I, I know exactly what I need to get done for my dream to be reality. And anybody else that had anything else to say, you know, if you ain't adding value to this journey, I could care less. Yep. You know, it's it's a time of my life where, you know, you deserve to be selfish for your dreams. That's what I felt like as soon as I graduated. And you, you, you'll see it so quickly. They tell you, you know, you'll hear people tell you a senior year that when you graduate and, you know, your friends go, go this way, that way, you ain't going to be friends with all these people when you graduate. And you, you really don't, you you think everybody's going to be your ride or die. And then when you graduate, it's almost like the week after shit changes almost instantly the week after you graduate. You ain't even, you ain't hear nothing from none of these people you graduated with. Like, it's almost instant. So when I graduated and I realized how many fake friends I had around me and how many people that just didn't add value to my life was around me, then I really, you know, I put myself in a position where I was hurting myself trying to be everybody's friend. I was hurting myself and wasting time trying to make sure that everybody was good and everybody, you know, got my attention, everybody got my time. And then, you know, I made a realization that, you know, you deserve it to yourself to be selfish. Like, it is okay to be selfish about your dreams. You yep. should be. Like, I, if it's anything relating to my dream, I'm going to be selfish about it. I'm going to make sure that I do what I need to do when I wake up to get my shit done. Because I know what I'm going to do is going to affect a lot of lives when it's done. And yep. I know that the only person that, that will ever wake up, the only person that's going to wake up and make sure the Joe Pavone podcast will ever get done is Joe Pavone. It's never going to, it's nobody else. Nobody wakes up today and is like, yo, let me make sure Joe got everything he needs. So when you understand that, bro, damn right, I ain't got time to go to no party. I ain't got no time to go do shit with y'all if it don't revolve around my dream. Because when I got my shit to do, when I got bills to pay, and when deadlines are due for me, I can't look to nobody else. Nobody else is going to be there to make sure I'm straight. So I'm like, I I was like, fuck it at one point. I I broke up with with the girl I was dating. I cut off all the friends I had. I locked in on my shit. I, I was in that garage, bro. I was in that garage cutting. I, I can't even explain how many hours. It just I never left. I I put the hours into my craft. I dedicated to learning my industry. I did whatever it took. Yep. You know, I, I really became selfish for my craft, and, and you deserve it. You know, you, you, you really to do deserve to put that yeah. effort into it. You have to be. You know, because at the end of the day, who's gonna have your back by yourself? Nobody. You know, I mean, you might have a few. Rarely, you know, you might have a few people that want to see you succeed, but at the end of the day, you have your own back and you got to be, I say it all the time, you have to be fucking hungry for what you want. You have to know what you want and you have to go out and get it. And I think a lot of people are afraid of taking that step. We talked about earlier, you know, I got friends in college and, you know, people are just scared. Like, dude, just fucking take the, like, if you're, tr- if you truly, truly, truly know what you want and you're truly 
hungry for, you know, success and success comes in many different forms. Success is, you know, how you look at it. But if you truly want what you're going for, like you knew you were going to be the best barber in the world. You, I'm sure you told yourself every single day, you're going to be the best fucking barber there is. Right. And, you know, you're out here cutting little baby, you're cutting only chopper. Like, did you ever think you do that in high school? No, probably not. But you had some sort of vision and you knew you were going to be the best. Like, for example, I, uh, family member of mine, I'm not going to mention any names because I'm pretty sure he listens to the podcast, but, um, he told me, he was like, you know, dude, we're having a conversation about life. He's like, you know, you got to get a full-time job eventually. And I bounce back I go to my parents' gym. I go to the pizzeria every week. So I, I put in about 40 hours a week there and I also manage a podcast. So I keep myself pretty occupied. And, uh, he told me we were, we were walking at one day and he's like, dude, you know, he's like, you're not going to be the next Joe Rogan. You know, I, I didn't say anything because I like to keep a lot of stuff to myself. And I said to myself that night, I, I kept on thinking about it. I kept on replaying ahead, replaying ahead, replaying ahead. And I'm like, who the fuck is he to tell me who I'm going to be? And I love him to death. He's my cousin. But like, why would you, what, what do you get out of telling somebody that they're going to be this, they're going to do that? Like, if I want to be the next fucking Joe Rogan, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan because that is what I put my heart on my sleeve, you know? Yeah, look, I, there's, a, there's a very similar story, um, a situation I went through too. I would say it was about like a year ago. It was about a year, year and some change ago. And I would say my growth in the last year has been pretty crazy, but I remember specifically a year ago, um, I, I, I cut for this, this company, uh, a Clipper company, and there was a, another barber on that team. And this dude is amazing. He's a great artist. He, he does the best hair I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's amazing. I look up to him for his work. Yeah. And I rem- I, like, I'm competitive, bro. I want to be the best, too. And I'm young. So I'm like the young gun on the team. Everybody's looking at me like, oh, yeah, like you young, but you ain't got this experience. Like we got, we've been doing this for years. So, you know, I'm like the young guy, but I'm, bro, I'm like, as vicious as it can get. And I remember we were going to a show one day and the guy, he does really good designs. Really, really, really good at designs. And I can't do designs. I can't do designs at all. I, I really suck at doing them. And he's just an artist. It's what he does. But I remember him telling me as we walk into this hair show that I would never, ever in my life ever be able to do what he could do. And he's like, you'll never get to where I'm at. And at first I'm like, and you know, at first I was really amped up and I still am. When I think about it, that's why it's still in my mind. I remember him telling me to my face, like I would never in my life ever be as good as him. And I'm like, damn, this is that, that's like really like, like damn, like, like I can do yeah. anything I want to. Yeah. So I really, like you just said, if I want to be the next one, I will be it. But I really started thinking back, bro. And I, you know, I'm like, you know what, bro? I may not be able to be the next you, but you will never be me. Like, fuck Joe Rogan. Joe Pavone's next up. Joe yeah. Joe Rogan can never be Joe Pavone. Like, fuck Joe Rogan. For real. Like, fuck that guy that does these hair designs. I don't give a fuck how many hair designs you can do. I don't give a fuck if you could draw whoever in somebody's head. You will never build your brand to my level. And I stand on it. So I, I know what I can do. I know what my shit is about. I know what I'm good at. And I may not be able to be as good as him as cutting hair. But I know it's something that he can't do internally with his shit that I can do. And yep. it's not about trying to be, you know, it's not me. It's not me to go do designs. That's not what my brand is built on. It's not what I even am passionate to do. It's not yep. the gift that God gave. The gift that God gave me is to speak. The gift God gave me is to network. So I understand what my strong points are. And I made sure that I really emphasized those and I figured out what I was really good at. And I built in that manner. You know, he, he, I may not ever be able to do what he does, but 
You know, I'm very confident there will never be another me. So that's that's why I started looking at it as. Yeah, and I looked at it the same way. Like, no one can do you better than you can do you. No one can be Vic Blends better than Vic Blends can be Vic Blends. And you're also very well known on social media. You've created a crazy impact through social media. Like, what, you've half a mil, I think it is, on Instagram? On uh, Instagram, half a mil. I got, like, 1.3 on TikTok. And, like, we're almost at, like, 100K on, on YouTube in, like, a month. That's wild, dude. When when did you, uh like, when did you blow up? When was that? If still blowing up. I, I don't, there never yeah, was, yeah. there's never a big break. There was never a big yeah. break. There was never one video that changed my life. Mm. Never once that I have one video that blew up and I got a hundred thousand overnight. Yep. It never happened like that for me. Yep. I strategically planned and executed every piece of content I've ever made. Yep. I have never accidentally blown up off something I didn't mean to do. I've never just cut one celebrity that just shouted me out and all of a sudden I'm famous. It never happened like that. For me, I had to sit back, plan, strategize, and I had to create everything that I've ever done. Yep. Especially for my TikTok. I still got it documented in my phone. I documented every growth on my TikTok from October. I don't know if it'll show up. Yeah. From it. October yeah. all the way to why I hit a million. I said October 18th. I'm at 47K on TikTok. I have 47,000 on TikTok on, on, on October 18th. I wanted 100,000 by November. I ended up hitting 100,000 on the 22nd, like four days later. And then I started predicting, what am I going to do next? What videos do I need? What videos are working? I started really learning TikTok because I slept on it so much as a platform before. I started learning about what works on there, what doesn't, what do I need to do strategically? What stories do I need to tell in a certain way that will really hit for the following? Like, I've really planned it out until I hit a until I hit a million followers before Christmas on the 25th. So I went from October 18th at 47k to a million new Big Blends fans by December 25th. But again, it wasn't accidental. It was all pre-planned, meditated, like uh, strategically put out there. Like I, I, I yeah. have it all ran down my whole growth. So same thing for Instagram. I, it was I just started doing content early on, figuring out the barbering content, and then I started building my brand off of being this barber, and then really learning uh, what else am I passionate about? Motivational speaking. I'm passionate about teaching. I'm passionate about putting gems out there, making content, you know, whatever it is, whatever it takes. I figured out what else I could do other than the haircut that could grow my page. And I started branching out and doing more of that content. And I just, I learned my platform. I learned my audience and yeah. it's, it's growing slowly. I, oh yeah. I'm at like 496 on IG, almost 500, but I, I plan this will be my million year on uh, on IG. Hell yeah. That's what I want to talk about next. Uh, you mentioned TikTok and uh, Instagram. I also mentioned YouTube. You had a new series. It's Told Not Sold, right? Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about it? Yeah, so Told Not Sold is a series I want to create to give out more in-depth knowledge for young entrepreneurs. I do a lot of jams. I do a lot of micro content for my social media, but I wanted something that could live on YouTube that's a little bit longer in length. And I wanted to come up with Toll Not Soul. So, because uh, I, I remember growing, uh, just coming up in my, in my career and barbers, business owners, like older generation guys, they would always tell you that the game is sold, not told. And they would be mad at me because I would put out so many, so much game for free on Instagram. Every time I learned a new technique, every time I learned a new gem, every time I learned a new, something new with hair, I would put it out immediately on my Instagram for free. I would go and drop the full version on my Instagram and I would, that's how I would build my brand was, was being helpful to others. So guys would get mad at me, but like, yo, the game is so not told little bro. Like you fucking the game up by giving so much game out for free. Like you got to charge it for that shit. Some shit got to be charged. Like I didn't learn that shit overnight, but then I tell you and you put it out for free. 
I'm like, man, that shit's lame. Like, that's the lamest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. Like, bro, when you die, everything that's in your head, you ain't taking shit with you to the grave. Nothing. There's nothing that you got in your head that when you pass away, people are just going, oh, well, he didn't say this yet. Like, only the shit you put out is left to tell your legacy. Yep. So I'm not, like, I'm not a selfish person. And I don't believe in, like, nickel and diamond you're following, right? Because I got a lot of followers and. A lot of my, I, I've never sold anything to my followers. I've never, other than my online academy, which I don't even really, I don't even promote, yeah. you know, it's just there for people that want it. But I never believed in like really just taking advantage of the people that look up to me and, and having everything to be a dollar, having everything to be worth something, you know? Yeah. If I got it for free, morally, I feel like I need to bless somebody else with it. So I, I wanted to come up with told, not sold to be, yo, this is a game that is told, not sold. Yep. Instead of the old head saying soul, not soul. So that was my spin on being uh, trying to be a young leader. I love it, dude. I got one more question before we go here today. What advice could you give to a young entrepreneur looking to chase their dreams and doesn't know where to start? Start by finding what makes you happy. And I think that's just a vague and it sounds like such a basic answer. Like it just sounds like something every other entrepreneur, motivational speaker could tell you is like, oh, find what you make happy, chase your happiness. Like, man, I stand on that yeah. shit. I got it's a tattoo yeah. on my elbow that says passion over profit. And, you know, yeah. I believe in following your passion first. And uh, I think money is, is a fruit of the labor that comes along with the work you put in for what you love. I think yeah. when you start with a genuine intent, wherever you at, eventually money will come. And that's what I did. I stood by what I love to do. I put out so much free knowledge. I put out so much free game. I helped as many people as I can. And I still do help as many people as I can for the cost of nothing. And then now money's coming. Now we're getting deals. Now we're getting picked up. Now we're getting noticed. But when you start with what you just love to do and the money going to come. So I always stand on passion over profit. And if it makes you happy, it's definitely success to me. Yeah, Vic, dude, I love it, man. Thank you for coming to the show today, bro. It was an absolute honor to speak with you all every minute of it. I really appreciate you, bro, for real.